right today now i'm live in dallas texas right in the studio of i gospel i radio dfwi gospel radio station glory to god i welcome all my viewers that's tune into iron sharpener and www.ironsharpener.net www.ironsharpener.net we are here on iron sharpener facebook page glory to god and we are on blueberry podcast we're on vimeo i just want to welcome all my viewers and for those who are watching and listening to my voice we have a powerful guest okay. here on iron sharpener glory to god and Praise God. Woman of God, are you hearing me loud and clear? Yes, I am. Pastor Patricia Wilson. Yes. Kind of breaking up a little. Okay. Um, let me just um, tell everyone who are listening to my voice for the first time. If you want to send the link, Woman of God, to your friends, it's ironsharpener.net. You could type okay. that to them right now before we start. They okay. could go on my website and click um, live, go live, ironsharpener.net. .net, okay. You see the name on the screen? Mm-hmm. You just add yes. .net to the end of okay. it. Amen. Okay. For those who are watching and listening on Facebook, Iron Sharpener YouTube, Facebook, I just want to thank you for your faithfulness to Iron Sharpener. What is Iron Sharpener? is about it's a platform that god has given me to bring in great man and great woman of god and whoever does have a gift of talent inside of them a passion a great invention for something great to 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 give birth to something what you do it doesn't matter what it is but it's something that you have a passion for to change we want to hear your story we want to hear the story so that god could be glorified that you could Lift up the name of Jesus, amen, because he amen. said in the book of Habakkuk chapter 2, write the vision. For those who read it may run with it, amen. The vision is for appointed time. Though it tarry, amen. wait for it, it shall not lie, it shall speak. Glory to God. So I know that amen. everyone who has been called by God have a great passion to do something great on this earth. Because yeah. we're living in a generation that don't know God, don't reverence God, don't acknowledge the great and mighty God that we serve, the King of glory, Jesus Christ. But God yeah. has placed something in my life, in your life, for us to sharpen this generation, to impact yeah. the world, to let them know that it's Jesus. It's the only way we can be saved and delivered. Yeah. Glory to yeah. God. My yeah. God, I don't know what you're called to do. It could be a janitor. It may be not nothing great in my eyes, but you can clean something very well. A hospital, you're a janitor, my God. But because God have graced you to do the work, you can impact a generation. I'm speaking to someone on this radio, on this broadcast today. I don't know what God have given to you. God have placed something in your hands for you to manage it well. And it's your responsibility to manage it well. Amen. Because Amen. when you're faithful and little, God will enlarge you and give you much. Am I speaking right now? Glory to God. So I'm here to encourage you. Maybe you think that you can't do what God have called you to do. My God. But I'm saying if God have placed a passion and a zeal for you to invent something. My God, you can do it. 
Glory to God. And this is a platform and inviting everyone to come and share and speak about what you have to give to this generation. Amen. Amen. Because we can't bury our talents. We cannot bury it, my God. We have to put an increase to give it back to God. Hallelujah. Because Amen. we will be held accountable. So this is what Iron Sharpener is about. Hallelujah. Maybe you have been rejected. Maybe you are now cast. Maybe you have been refused, used, and misused. I don't know what you've been through in your life. Amen. But we want to hear your story. Because Amen. something great is coming out of your life. Because God wants to do something great. Hallelujah. And he said, we overcome the enemy by the words of our testimony. And by the blood of the Lamb. Do you have a testimony to share in this broadcast? Do you want a word to know where you are, where you've been, and where God has picked you up and lift you up? My God, anchor you on the solid rock, which is Jesus Christ. This is what Iron Sharpener is about. So if you want to be a guest on the show, you could email ironsharpener21 at gmail.com. Or you could call us, 518-703-8478. If you want to be a great guest on the show, if you want to advertise your business on the show, you can also email us, ironsharpener21 at gmail.com. We advertise businesses, commercials for your businesses. You could call 518-703-8487. If you want to sponsor the show, let us know. Glory to God. If you want to be a blessing to a, an orphan, if you want to bless an orphan, so into Iron Sharpener. We take care of orphans and widows internationally. Make sure they get education. Make sure they get food, shelter, clothing. We sponsor non-for-profit. We enhance the kingdom to push the gospel ahead. That's what Iron Sharpener is about. So if you have a heart for the kingdom work, hallelujah, you could connect with Iron Sharpener. Amen. Glory Amen. to God. So woman of God, Patricia Wilson, I welcome you again. An Iron Sharpener, I am live in the studio of GFWI Gospel. Hallelujah. We want to hear your testimony, woman of God, so that you could sharpen this generation. And then just tell us about your career, what you do for God, what are you doing, what God does in your life so that God can be glorified. Go ahead, woman of God. Amen. Woman Thank God. you, San Minister Sandra. And so about 16 or 17, I end up getting saved. And um, when I was, that's when, you know, when you first get saved, you start thirsting and reading the Bible. And actually, you know, I started just starving for the word. And this, at this particular time, reading the word, the Lord um, directed me to go to Jeremiah chapter one, verse five. You know, when he talks about before I, in you and mother's womb, I anointed you to be a prophet. Now, coming from a Catholic background, I did not even know what a prophet or prophetess was. And so I talked to my aunt and then she explained it to me. I'm like, oh, OK. And I thought that was a little bit, you know, kind of odd still. And then so, you know, I went on with life and, uh, you know, uh, became got married and everything. And then all of a sudden you got divorced and then, you know, backslid. And um, one uh, thing, uh, I remember I had a dream. And in this dream, um, Jesus came to me. And then he pointed and I looked 
how I knew it was Jesus because he had the nail prints in his hand and in his feet. And then he showed me the throne room. I'm like, okay. And I woke up. So I'm like, what is this? I didn't even know, you know, what's going on. And then um, next thing I know, I was, you know, back in church, going to church like I was supposed to. And then I started um, going out uh, ministering, went out street ministering. And then kind of thought, okay, well, this is what God has called me to do. Um, And then, you know, life starts. I went back again into the world and um, I got pregnant out of wedlock and um, said, I know that God was finished with me. I didn't think he could still use me. But in the midst of all that, I found out, you know, as years go by, I went back to church and found out that God could still use me. And so after I got in ministry, I became a minister. And then um, I became a senior minister over all the ministers in my church. And um, God, I don't know, God, I felt like I was supposed to move. And I came to Texas. Now, Texas was my wilderness experience. Because when me and my sons got here, we lived in a hotel. I didn't have any job. I'm thinking like, God, what did you bring me here for? And so I'm like, well, maybe I should just go back. I'm not going to make it here. But then God gave me a job. And so I started working. And then the next thing, you know, I, I got, you know, my kids in school and, and everything was going well. I got apartment and everything. God still had his hand on my life. And so then I started going back to church and everything. I started, um, you know, what I got, I know this was God that helped me because the Bible says, he said, I never leave you or forsake you. Even though we can turn away from God, he will never turn away from you. And so I started, you know, like I said, going back to church and then, you know, I was in a church and everything doing what, you know, I thought God wanted me to do. And then in January, 2015, this is where happened to change my life. January, 2015 on the 25th, I started getting, which couple of days for that. I started maybe like 21st or 22nd. I started getting sick. And I started feeling sick. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is a cold or a flu or, or something. And, you know, I didn't go to the doctor or anything. I, plus, I didn't have any insurance. Um, and before that, I got laid off on my job. So everything was, was starting to happen. And then so I got sick. And then, um, you know, I went to church that Sunday. And then... I started having little dreams. And I'm like, what is this place? It was a place that God was showing me. And I didn't know where it was. I saw people there. I, didn't, I just didn't know where this thing was. And then uh, God woke me up and said, go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital. And, you know, I have a history of asthma. So then, you know, I thought it was okay with my asthma was acting up. And then so they put me in. It was giving me breathing treatments. And, you know, they hooked you up in the machine um, when you're in the hospital. And, uh, emergency. So then um, my son, I said, well, go home. He had to go to work that day. So I'm like, oh, well, come on, you know, go back, come back and, you know, I'll be okay when I call you in um, 
they want me to go and get discharged from there. Well, that didn't happen. So the doctor, he came in with a couple of other doctors and some nurses, and they said, Miss Wilson, we are going to. And that's all I remember. I don't remember anything after that. I don't remember. I, I think I came to you at one point. Um, I saw my younger son there holding my hand, and then I was out again. And then I didn't wake up after that. Um, then I noticed that I was standing on the side of this bed, looking at people walking in and looking at looking at me. I had all kinds of tubes in. Um, I was on a ventilator. And, you know, tubes they had in my nose draining something out of my stomach. It was just like this whole thing. So I turned. And as I turned, I saw Jesus standing there. And he said, I have... I have something that I sh need to show you. So I'm like, okay. So he took me to hell. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I know you got me in the wrong place. You know, so he said, no, I didn't have to show you something. <coughs> Excuse me. And so we went through hell. And I noticed that there are a couple of angels that were there with me. And I kind of looked at him, but I'm like, who are these angels, you know? And so as we were walking through hell, I think I saw that place in my dream. And then these demons, like they were in slumber, but then all of a sudden they started work, waking up and everything. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, what is, Lord, are you sure we're in the right place? And then um, I started getting fearful and he, got, he said, well, they can't see us. And still, so I was like real close to Jesus. So I asked one of the stupidest questions that I think anybody could ask. And I turned to the angels and I said, do you have a safety pin? And Jesus turned around and looked at me. He's like, what? And they gave me this big old safety pin. And I was trying to clip safety pin my robe to Jesus so I didn't want to get left. And so he said, okay, we're going to they're going up to the earth so we went up to the earth and then all I saw was these demons jumping on people and into people people were like they were busting stuff up they were causing fires everything was going on they had masks on their face and you could only see their eyes and so he told me this is a year out and so I'm like okay so it's a year out and then so he, we, we ended up at that point going away from that and then um, I was in heaven and he took me to a part of heaven, but he didn't let me see anyone there. This is just another part of heaven. Because we know that they have so many levels of heaven because Paul talked about that. Um, and I was sitting there with him and it was so beautiful. It just looked like it, it looked like earth, but it's more beautiful, more vibrant and more alive. The water was like sparkling like with diamonds in it. That's kind of how I could describe it. Um, and then he told me, first he said, he looked at me very seriously and said, do you have a safety pin? And we started laughing and laughing and laughing. And then he said, your assignment is not done. You have to go back. And then he said, I need you to set the captors free. And so I went back and I woke up 
I was still in the hospital. All the tubes and everything was gone. And then I was sitting there and I saw my apostle and his wife sitting there. And that was on the third day. Then they just went to take me to a step-down unit. And then two days later, I was discharged. Now, that's five days of being on a ventilator. They said I was in respiratory uh, arrest. They said I was going, you know, I had all these different type of things, had a long list of things wrong with me. And they didn't think that I was going to live, but God. He was the one that delivered me. And I thank him because I knew that I had an assignment to finish. I needed to preach the gospel for him, for many souls to get saved. And so it took, you know, once that that happened, I got down in a step down unit. I could like everything was blurry. I couldn't really see good. And then I had to walk with a walker and then, you know, after the day I got discharged on a Friday, Sunday morning, I was in church. I'm going to walk with my walker, but I'm going. And so I went and, you know, everybody was like so, so surprised that I walked in and they were just, you know, just praising God and everything. And so so that I had to turn like it took me a while, a couple of years, you know, you got to go through it. So I walked with a walker. Next thing I was walking with a cane. And now I don't walk with any cane. Amen. So God. So he's still healing me of things, but he's healing me. Now, I've been, you know, I told you I was gone this week and last month to California and I preached and God has been using me. I went to uh, California a couple of times. I've been to North Carolina and I'm just uh, hoping that God gives me uh, some more places to preach because people need to know that God is a healer. They also need Amen. to know that God is a deliverer. They oh, also glory. need to know that God loves them regardless of the things that, that you think that you have done something too bad, well, that God past. will yes. not forgive you. He will forgive mm. you. Remember that it says your sins, he caught, does what? He cast them in a sea of un, um, not to be remembered. And so these things, there's people have been, there's also people that have been hurt in the church. I was hurt in a particular church, but God still loves you. You can't look at what people did. You have to learn how to forgive people. So many people think that, you know, they've done something that they need to, they can, they've done something so wrong that God will not forgive them. God will forgive you. You know, you have to repent. That's the thing that you need to do is repent. But he still is a forgiver. Um, God is waiting. That Jesus died not just for just for us. He died for everybody. The Father sent His only begotten Son to die on the cross for us, and He took all of our sins and our sicknesses upon Himself. Now, in this generation that we live in. We he died for us even before we were even born. So think about that. He died when we were even before we even were born, and he took our sins, past, present, and future, with him on the cross, so that we could be forgiven. Even if you are backslidden, and you don't think I'm I've come too far, 
Jesus will not forgive me. Yes, he will. All you have to do is repent. God still loves you, but you have to repent. And so this is what I feel like God is sending me forth to do is to minister to this generation because the United States, we really need God and we're praying for a revival to happen in the United States. People near, need to hear, we're so far from hearing the word of God about love. Certain things, you know, um, we need to bring that message back. That great commission needs to come back. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. That needs to come back. So God has sent me, I believe, and brought me back to such a time as this to go to this generation and bring his word so that people may hear his word again and so that they could get saved. Because to me, it's like we don't even know how many people die and go to hell each day. And it's a lot of them, you know, because tomorrow is never promised. And so we need to go out and preach for God. Is, that's what I believe and know that God has called me to do is to preach the gospel, to save people, get people saved to come to him. Because why? Because he loves them. There's nothing and he can heal them. No matter what kind of sickness that you have, Jesus Christ is a healer. It says we in Peter, first Peter, with his stripes, we were healed. And so we have to hold on to that. And so I know that um, God is going to use me to preach and continue to do that because that's the message. And a lot of times we say we're living in the last days. We are living in the last days. And time is get running out. So we need to take this gospel message to the people to get saved so that they will know there is hope. There is hope. His name is Jesus. And so that's why I believe that God has called me. Because even if I died, say in the, I went to the house and I was dead. I could have stayed there because I 